Well, hello, good people. Every time you say it, it gets longer and longer and longer. Because <laughs> I feel it. You feel it? I feel it. The we're good people. We are good people. So that good needs like five extra O's every time we say mm, it. But you had some extra D's too. Good a stop. People. Yes. yes. Hey there, Tasneem. Hey, Andrea. It is a pleasure, as always, to have some truth be told time with you today. It actually calls forth a different dimension in my personality being in the room with you. So, ah, thank you. A different dimension in your personality? This is a TBT, Tasneem. Oh, oh, Come I, on, somebody. I, I like her. Come on, somebody. But I think I see her all the time. Probably, probably do. Yeah. Probably do. But, but I love it. Yeah. It's, and it's, I'm glad to share space with you today, sister. I'm loving it. And you know, we're sharing space with people who we haven't shared space with before. We have new listeners. Isn't that amazing? Thank you, it's new exciting. listeners, for tuning in. And our Truth Be Told fam who's been with us. And you know, we are in year two. Yes. Of this iteration of Truth Be Told. And thank you all. Yeah, thank you so much. For those of us who are just joining us, we thank you for listening to the shout outs from those who have joined us for the past year. We love referral listens, but we also want to tell you a little bit about what Truth Be Told is. So we exist to share language around the pursuit of the spectrum of truth. We are, we call ourselves non-absolutists. We don't believe in white or black, up and down. We don't think there's always just a binary You got a choice. One of two things can happen here. We don't believe that. We believe that there are many ways to interpret life and many truths to both pursue and accept and share. And that's what we're doing. Our topics, identity. We talked about, we talk about family. We talk about mothering. We talk about parenting. Sistering. Sistering. We talk about, um, you know, just personal pursuits of joy, but also how we handle some of the lower places in our lives and the lives around the murky middle. Is there anything we don't talk about? I don't know because we're paying attention to what's happening in the world, not just the United States or not just Tennessee, but what's happening in the world and things we should be talking about but aren't talking about but need to talk more about. That plays a Jedi mind trick on us. we talk about that. But, you know, one of the the cool things that anchor us is our discussion of ships. We talk about relationships, sisterships, friendships, mentorships, fellowships, companionships, Every ship. All the ships. All the ships. We love the ships, though. We are all about them ships. It helps define who we are. Yes. So if you're tuning in for the very first time. Yeah. Welcome to the ship. Welcome to this Mm. ship. I like it. And let that truth be told. Yes. So welcome. And we hope you stay a while. Thank you. I'm excited about today's topic. Mm -hmm. I'm excited because you have no idea. This is rare, fam. Mm -hmm. That Taz name has no idea what I'm going to ask of her today. Oh, boy. Today's episode is about talking back. Okay, to our listeners? Our listeners talking to us. Ah, okay. So and this is their responding? talk back, and we get to respond. We are in year two of an amazing journey of, of, of this podcast, mm-hmm. and we've had some moments, nonstop laughter, mm-hmm. nonstop pursuits yeah. of new iterations of us, yes, and nonstop pursuits of truth. Yes. And we've discovered Always. some things about ourselves, and we've made some amazing new friends mm-hmm. on this journey. Mm-hmm. We've rediscovered some folk in our lives. And so those of you who have supported us for the past two years, we say thank you. I just have to pause. Last year this time, we were celebrating in our, our soiree one year of our of our podcast. And here we are in year two. Yes. Wrapping up, I think we've done maybe 10, 11, 12 episodes already in season two. And to all of our Truth Be Told family, we heard you. We hear you. 
And today's episode is about us talking back to you. Yeah. So if you hear your name, yeah. you are now required to comment in the comment box. Like, We're calling let's, you out. let's just say that now. Leave a review. How All about right. that? How, How about, about that? that? All right. Like that. us. Yes. Share. Share. Subscribe. Subscribe. <laughs> that's that's for Noni, right? Yeah. <laughs> we did it, right? Thank you. Thank All right. You. So here we go. Talk back. All right. All right. Two it's, seasons. Okay. I'm a little nervous over here, you I should have to be. say. You I should feel be. I'm tearing up because I'm I'm nervous. <laughs> In two seasons. Uh-huh. You can only give me one answer. Uh-huh. What was your favorite episode? Ooh. Come on. <gasps> Everyday love. And why? <sighs> because I believe in it. Okay. Because I think it's all around. Because I want us to notice it more. Because I want it to count. Ooh. Right? I want it to count. My 14-year-old gave me a foot rub the other day that put me in a trance. Wow. It was amazing. That's everyday love, those single small acts. The single small acts of love. She said, Mom, let me know when you're ready. Right? It was one of my favorite It's Was it? Yeah, it was one of my favorite. One. I get to. Okay, what was your other one? Well, not only. I'm not going to tell you. This is me asking you. So not only was it your favorite episode, it was also one of the favorite episodes of one of our uh, most faithful listeners. Hmm. We'll call her Tanya Uh Z. What's up, Tanya Z? (laughs) TZ. She's TMZ, actually. (laughs) So she knows who she is. Yeah, her initials are TMZ. TMPZ. So she knows who she is. Uh Tanya wrote in and said this. Like an old friend, I've missed you all. Feels like I've been on vacation and reunited with an old friend. Mm. Listening to the episode about everyday love, it made me reconnect and remind me of the truth. What a perfect way to start it. Mm. Everyday sweetness, everyday love. The things that are the simplest, sometimes those are the best things. Nice. For some of us, it's a full tank of gas. It's It's coffee already made when we get up. It's someone willing to help take your braids out. Thank you, Tasneem and Andrea, for reminding us of those walks and anticipating someone else's need in it. Thank you for reminding us that I need to say thank you for receiving that belated birthday gift and the gift cards for lunch Mm. or the homemade deviled eggs Mm. or the praise dance from somebody knowing that those were the bomb deviled eggs. Thank you for reminding us of the everyday sweetness, Mm. the everyday love. Thank you, Tanya. For turning wow. in. Oh, can I just... T- Tanya said, somebody taking your braids down. Do you know how intimate and loving that act is? Yes. Because I can't say that I would do that for everybody. <laughs> but I, I will. I will. And I know how hard it was, like, when I'm taking my braids yes. down. You want to call this tribe of people. Man. Every day. Be- between your friend's knees on a pillar. and they hours. T- hours they're taking your braids down with a toothpick. Yeah. Come on, love. All right. So Beautiful. she resonated with us on that. Mm. I can't, I, I have to tell you, another one of our favorite, um, favorite listeners, Truth Be Told family, she reached out to me yesterday. Wow. Yesterday she listened to Playing Small. Yeah. What, so did you re-listen to that one? I listened to Playing Small about three times. Okay. Ooh. It's so, it hits me every time. What hits you? Before I tell you what Cheryl said. The fact that we still do it. <laughs> Did we still play small? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Well, well, well shout out to Cheryl. We're hey, going to call her Cheryl M. Hey, Cheryl M. We are, Cheryl is probably like the episodes probably will air at 12.01. Mm. 12.03, Cheryl will be in my inbox. Mm. I just listened to it. So I we thank it. you. One of the things she said, she said about us, I listen to you all on my drive when I'm on the road. She said, because 
There's nothing but road and opportunity ahead, and it's the perfect time to listen to Truth Be Told. Come on, road and opportunity. Come on, Cheryl. We love you. We thank you for that. Cheryl mm-hmm. said, I was listening to Playing Small when you talked about being invisible. You remember that part? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said, it made me start thinking about conversations that I've had with my friends and this thing called, quote, love bits. She wanted me to ask you this question, Tasmanian. What are your thoughts about these love bits? And love bits, it's like playing small, but it's like you've been in relationships and he's given you these little bits of love, these little bits of love that is just enough to keep you, that is just enough to hook you, that is just enough, these bits of love that we have convinced ourselves that they care, that they're not crumbs. It's just like playing small. She wants to know, what do you think about these love bits? It's amazing how you can get full off of bits. But it's nothing like getting full off a full meal. Oh. You know? So that when we play small, what are you saying? Are, are, are we minimizing who we are and minimizing what pieces of ourselves that people can consume? What are we doing? Yeah, I think we're minimizing what we're here to do. Our birthright is to bloom and to shine And to take up space and air. That's what we're supposed to be doing. I don't know that, although I can see that the contrast between receiving and digesting love bits, how that's contrasted with getting a full plate of full loving. We only see it if we get the contrast. We said we spoon feed people. Of ourselves. But it's the breadcrumbs that let you know what a full so, loaf no, looks we, like. We are spoon feeding them us, playing small, yes. and then return. They're giving us these bits and crumbs, these love bits. Maybe they're watching us oh, take bits from us. Mirroring how we treat ourselves. And I how mean, we there's know. something to that, right? Ooh, I don't, yeah. So if, I'm, if I am modeling for you the kind of love I need, you're not giving me bits. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not giving me bits. Mm-hmm. So that, I think, to Sister Cheryl, I think that. The outward glance that says, why are you doing this to me? Yes. Sometimes it's helpful for me to ask, why am I doing this to me? Why mm. am I doing this to me? I think me? we asked that question. First, How did we get here? First, first we yes. asked that question. Yes. So if you need evidence on how to treat Tasneem, how is Tasneem treating Tasneem? Mm. So the appetite for the bits might come from how we, the plate we've made for ourselves. And that's a little scary. That is that's, scary. That's a lot of self-accountability there. It right? is. It but is. I think that um, I, I know I'm convinced that we are born to get more than bits. Oh, I love it. And I know Cheryl and her girlfriends because they also are talking about these love bits. Oh, yeah. Playing small, mm-hmm. settling, convincing settling. ourselves that the crumbs is enough, that it's enough. I call it chitlin love. Huh, well, it's, Cheryl, it's I thick. hope you listening. Chad's name is just... It's chitlin Chitlin It's taking all the leftover parts and pieces. And trying to turn it into something that might be considered a delicacy. Someone said, you should be happy with that. He called you, didn't he? Right. It's something. Better than zero. It's something. But the thing is, in the absence of the bits, there is still a whole person and potential to feast on. That thing is you. It's not the other person. It's you. Get full off yourself. You full of yourself. Yes, I am. And if I am full of myself, then those little bitty bits. (laughs) There's no space for bits. There's no space for bits. I love so, it. yeah, we got to look at ourselves first. What's on our plate that we put there? Thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Cheryl. All right. So playing small. Can I stay there for a second? Love it. Got a call this morning. Mm. 6.58 this morning. Mm. Listener in Florida, a friend of ours, one of our uh, listeners, 
Harold L. Harold L. Harold said, I I, I just, I'm sorry to call you so early, but I was just listening to Playing Small. And, you know, sometimes I listen to NPR and I always want to call people and be like, oh, I want to talk to them. Mm -hmm. But I have an opportunity to call you because I know these two podcasters. Mm -hmm. I watch a lot of Westerns. (laughs) This is, I mean, that's what he said. I watch a lot of Westerns and I don't have to think about anything that's going to happen in these Westerns, right? I don't have to think. But when I listen to you all, you make me think. And it's too early in the morning to be thinking the way you all are asking me to think. Listening to Playing Small, I had to ask myself, am I the victim? Am I the victimizer? Am I, am I the empowerer or am I the drainer? It made me think about when I was young. This is specifically when Taz was talking about being too rah-rah. I said to myself, I don't ever remember anyone not lifting me up um, and being my cheerleader as growing up. But I realized that's my experience. But then it made me think about my daughters. And I don't even know if I can identify to what you and Tasneem were saying. This is making me think too much. But my question is, is this just about male and females? Do, do men have to play small? Is that just a gender thing, Tasneem? That's your question. From Harold L. I think human beings play small, Harold L. I do. You know, I have the benefit of being in a family that has brothers and sisters, sons and daughters. And I know there are ways in which my brothers were conditioned to not be full humans. They were conditioned to be strong, to be protective, to know things, to be creative in ways that they didn't even have the skills to back it up. Like, why should he be good at mowing a lawn? Why should he know how to straighten that cabinet with a screw? Why should he know how to use an electric screwdriver or an electric saw, anything, any kind of tool I think there are ways in which um, they were conditioned to play small with their spirits, with, oh. with their, their emotions. Not necessarily their, the space that they took up or, no. or anything else like that. But minimizing the fact that they have feelings, yes. that they hurt. That, and, and I think, you know, I've seen with my sisters and myself playing small with our abilities. That's what I brought up. Yeah. I, I, I also asked... Um, I asked Harold as, you know, when we think about the systems, not because he, he mentioned like growing up in my house, my family, I never experienced. And I said, well, if you listen thoroughly, Tazanim mm-hmm. and I talk about both the edifying and the love and the lifting up that we got in our homes, even moving on to an HBCU campus. But it was when we left those sacred spaces that we somehow played small. We gave it away. Some of it, sometimes we gave it away. We talked about that. We gave mm-hmm. you didn't even have pieces of ourselves yes. away. Yeah. And then he, you know, we talked more and I said, but I think. This is just my thought. I think there have been systems. You know, I'm going to go to some systems and structures mm-hmm. in society, whether that I, I don't think anywhere in corporate America, I haven't seen a model that makes sure that men minimize who they are. Those those are not the same standards. I don't think there's any way in in, in society, in the graceities there. There's always in every system outside of those sacred spaces that we feel comfortable that we have been entrenched, whether that's indoctrinated in, 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 in beliefs of whatever your your partnership, whether that's indoctrinated in your faith and religion. Um, those are your covenant, your vows that you took, the submissive, the servant, the servant role. We are taught women are taught to be of service. I can't say that men have ever been taught to be of service. So to hear you say that your brother's. Played small with emotions is deep mm-hmm. for me. It's real. Yeah, it is real. Because it's a whole new truth that I hadn't even thought about. Oh, yeah. And I, th- I think it's one that we have to embrace so that we don't 
make the idea of minimizing ourselves gender specific always. Thank you for it, that. It's it's not just one, right? We That's believe right. it's not just one That's way. Right. You know, if, if we consider vulnerability to be a strength, yes. that this is where my muscles get bigger, me being able to be transparent in front of you is a strength. I'm, I am now increasing my potential for connection. Well, think about the way men are conditioned. Yes. That is a weak muscle. Yes. It's atrophied. It's nothing but skin and bone. <laughs> Because that the, the idea of being open that way is frightening in this this society. I don't know if it's our global society or the national one. I can't call it, but it doesn't necessarily encourage that kind of of self exposure. Yeah. So we have arrested development. We have relationships that don't reach a place where this love and this friendship is beyond understanding. You see me? Well, I can't see you, bro, because you're behind a brick wall. And he's saying, but it's keeping me safe, though. Right. And then he said, how do we fix it then? How do we resolve it? I mean, literally. I think these conversations do that work. That's what I said. <laughs> these conversations, because now did. you're thinking. And I, I know you don't like it, Harold Ellen. It hurts. And it's too early for you it's to think, because we're not a Western. Yes. We we're are not, not Marshall Dillon. We don't we are have. We're not Miss Kitty. Yes. We are requiring you to think. think and, exactly. and take a detour. Yes. So take a detour and go, okay, I'm going to sit with this uncomfortable thought. I have daughters. What am I passing on to them? In what ways do I invite them to be their full selves with me as their dad? In what ways am I not my full self with them? In what ways am I not my full self with myself? I know this is not breakfast conversation. Some of us are like, yo, I just, just want to have a Saturday. Yeah. I get it. But I think that these conversations help us evolve. I think that if we are using the same mindsets that our great-great-grandparents used as a way to survive, because I think sometimes... The conditioning kept us safe. This is the box you live in. This will keep you safe. But if we're doing the same thing and living in the same boxes and it's like three generations later, we got to blow up the box. That's it. Get rid of it. I, I, I told him, I said, this requires us to do our work on ourselves. It first. requires that first. It requires that. All right. Yeah. Thank Great you. Great question, Harold L. All right. So this one is kind of similar. This comes from, this one was yesterday. Okay. And this listener is, you know, she's dear to both of us, mm-hmm. um, would like to be called Professor or Prof Michelle. All right, Prof. Whoever she may be out there and listening. Truth be told, family. Prof. Again, thank you. We thank you, Prof Michelle, for continuing mm-hmm. to support us and listening to Truth Be Told. She said, I got I, I have to tell you, um, I, I may not have a question. Okay, I do have a question. <laughs> this is her quote. She said, I have a comment and a question. Okay. So, Prof. Michelle, this is a direct quote from you. She said, I want to go back to that episode of, of Big Fella, right? Shout out to Big Fella. I'm going to come back fella. to that, one, that episode. Big love, Big Fella. She said, it was the episode when Big Fella was talking about relationships and how we're raising boys and girls. And she mm-hmm. said, and you know, I'm raising a boy and I'm raising a girl. Mm-hmm. And she said, Prof. Michelle said, quote, I am raising my daughter to knock down doors, to reach that glass ceiling, to knock down doors. But I'm raising my son to open the door, mm-hmm. not necessarily knock down the doors. How is, how is that even fair for him? She said, I'm struggling trying to figure out the difference between how do I raise him in the way that I think when we, you know, wanting him to be raised a certain way, to grow up to be a certain way. You know, I'm teaching my daughter to break down these barriers, but I'm teaching my son to, to, you know, to to show these skills of hold the door for a woman and do these things. 
She said, I'm struggling. Help her, Tasney. Wow. Thank you, Prof. Michelle. Liter- you said that was yesterday? That was yesterday. I literally had a conversation yesterday about the same thing. Right, let's hear it. because I What know happens Prof. to chivalry to in this age of independence? And what happens when you are that mom and you're raising a son and the son and the daughter in the same house and you are raising him to, to be, you know, chivalrous? And you're telling her, girl, go in there, knock these doors down, walk in this space, yeah, you don't take need it over. To open that door. You don't need anybody to open the door. So what is she? What does it look like then when she sees her brother and mom is saying, open that door? But I'm teaching you, you don't need anybody to open the door. What's happening? Huh. Help her, Taz. Name. Yeah, let's both try to help. I, I get. And, and, and the truth <laughs> is, is that there's no, you know, absolute answers to any of this. I love though the power of the question. I do too. I think that. That the power of the question says we got to keep talking and asking about this. One of the things that occurs to me is that we have to consider encountering these experiences and people specifically and not generally. So there are some situations in which her spitfire daughter will enjoy and embrace a door being opened. And there are some situations in which her sweet, accommodating son may enjoy a woman opening his door. There are situations that don't fall in line with the hard and fast rules of what chivalry looks like or what independence looks like. And we have to, I think, leave room for that or consider it. Ask ourselves, does this work in all situations? I think it's also interesting, a skill to teach young people, and I'm learning it myself. I think we don't ever stop. And that's how to read a room. Definitely. And so I wish some grownups knew how to do that, too. I think I think I think it's easy to say, you know, um, my mom taught me to always open doors for ladies. Cool. But when you learn how to read a room, you'll also learn how to read energy. Yours and the other person's try to figure out, is this the appropriate thing to do for this person specifically? Because now I'm paying attention to this individual, Mm -hmm. not just not just coming in knowing or just knowing what I know to be true Mm -hmm. about women. Mm -hmm. All women, you see, this blanket, all women. Yes. And so if we start talking about regarding one another based on who they are specifically and not who they are generally, maybe that's a new skill set. Okay. And so the daughter will learn what situations will allow a relationship to grow when she steps back and says, well, thank you for holding my door. Because that door could open to a whole nother experience, right? right, right. Versus I don't need you to touch that door. I got it. That could open a door to a whole new experience as well. And I, I, so I think the question is awesome. I think she's especially gifted to have a son and a daughter and try to think about yeah. the ways in which we hold these, these, this, this paradox in our palms. We want this for our daughter and we want this for our son. How do we have both? How do we do, how do, we do that? I yeah. think we can. I think we got to keep talking about it. And I think we have to get specific. So, so to Tanya Z and Cheryl M, Harold L and Prof Michelle so our answers to them and, and just our talk back to their talk back consistently has been keep doing, keep having these conversations, keep asking the questions. Can't stop. Don't stop. Won't stop. Keep holding ourselves accountable, though. Yeah. And, and, and you say blowing up that box. Yeah. Because if we're going to continue to be thinking the way that great great grandmother thought, we're going to keep getting that same evolution mm-hmm. of him and her. They and she. Like, and what if we ask people, well, what, what would you like? Yeah. Would you would you like me to hold the door for you? May I? May I? But, how but do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Are you that kind of person? That, yeah. Are you yeah. into door holding? And sometimes the chivalry says, I already know what you like, so I'm going to do it for you anyway. Right? And that, that does that does not allow me voice or access to my own voice. But you're asking me, is it okay if so I hold the chair? So you are asking me yeah. for my voice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Can okay. I hold the chair for you? Do you mind? Do you mind if I put your coat up? 
ask. As opposed to coming into the space, I know you are an independent black woman, mm-hmm. so you probably don't want me to hold the door for you. What does that do for just you? Just ask. Okay. Just ask. All right. I got an answer. Love and if it. I don't, we'll figure it out. That's, that's what emotional maturity looks like. Mm. Right? I, I mean, I'm just saying. Thank you, Prof. Michelle. Thank you, Prof. Okay, I got another one. I have several, right? I, I hope you're enjoying these because we thank you again, Troopy Toe family, for the talk back. Um, here we go. <laughs> I know you asked me for one of my favorite episodes from season two, but I'm going to have to go back to um, season one. It was when Tasname was talking about <laughs> no longer being shocked. I think that was our end of the year one and you, the was. things that we were looking for, not carrying into the new year. And and before the episode was over, you were shocked by something I said and I called you out on it. I, I vividly remember. Yes, I did. I remember I, that. I remember it too. And so Tanya Z, this is again Tanya Z, yet again one of our another, you know, huge fans. Tanya Z said, I, okay, so I was definitely trying not to act shocked over everything that I've seen lately in the news and you fill in the blank of everything that we're seeing and all the craziness that's going on in the world in politics. And I keep trying. I tried to make it through an entire week without getting shocked. But every time I turn around, some stuff still just throws me. Taz, how are you doing with being shocked? Did you leave it in 2021? <laughs> Thank oh, you, Tanya Z. Uh, I call this a challenge. <laughs> I think Tanya Z challenge. said, I'm going to hold you accountable to what you said you're going to do. Did you do it? Have you done it? Are you doing it? I'm still working it out. I have not achieved a, a, a no shock life. I haven't. I'm still just a surprise. You didn't leave it in 2020. No, I think I think the shock may have lessened in some intensity. I think I don't maybe start conversations with saying, "Can you believe?" But um, I I continue to be. I'm I'm with Tanya Z. I continue to look at what's going on, and I'm like, man, that's messed up. <laughs> Do I think these things are impossibilities or do I think they're new? No. I think that if I had a timeline of the history of the earth, I might find like, oh, the thing that's happening in the Ukraine also happened in, oh, Sudan. The thing that's happened in Sudan also happened in Syria and Cambodia. Oh, this seems like human being stuff, right? Yeah. I don't I don't know that it's specific to any time period. Maybe the way we're thinking about it might have shifted. But I... I I, the shock doesn't take me out the way it used to, and maybe that's something to think about, too. I've gotten used to the fact that there's a whole bunch of stuff I just can't explain. Which brings it up to the question that I was asked. Are you still numb? <laughs> I, Great. I, uh, Are you still numb, Andrea? Um, sometimes. <laughs> okay. Sometimes. I, 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 you know, things don't shock me. You know, yes. the shock, that wasn't, I, I didn't have the shock. Shock value. wasn't your thing. But the dismissing of, like, oh, mm-hmm. here you go again. Oh, this is shocking you or this is new. Um, and so the question was me, are, are you still numb? Did you? Are you feeling more than you felt before? I am feeling more. Oh. Well, but I don't think that's a, I don't think me feeling more is about anything that has shifted in the world and politics. I think me feeling more is th- going back to what you said, how I see it. Yes, how, I, how you respond. How I respond to all the calamity, to all of the injustice, how I am responding and putting it in perspective of the world and trying to, you know, we talk about compartmentalizing and decompartmentalizing our lives. I've shifted and how I'm responding to the world. Has that freed you? Has it the has freed, freed me. Mm-hmm. So I may be still numb about those things that I can't control, that, that the shock value has worn off of me. But it doesn't impact me um, with disgust when I talked about being disgusted and just done with it and dismissive. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I said I was going to stop doing in the the episode 
let's stop dismissing people in their shock and their feelings. Um, can't say that I have done that a hundred percent, but I am striving. <laughs> we will take a striver's can, role. Can we'll we go. take that? Yeah, we'll so take Tanya it. has challenged us. <sighs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's Are enough. you who you said you're going to be? She did. She's calling us out. She's like, Taz, you're still in shock. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thank you. I, so I'm better. How about you better? Oh, I'm better. I'm better. I'm better. Okay. Thank you, Tanya Z. Thank you. This one is, this comes from, this is a comment and one of our favorite listeners left us a review. So thank you, Quintana. Thank you, Quintana. She said, oh my gosh, I loved Ready for the World. But Everyday Sweetness has to be my favorite one so far. I was nodding in agreement the whole time. And I was cackling because I just love you guys. And I love your podcast. Thank you so much, Quintana, Quintana. for tuning in and sharing with us for that. We have some more. I got a few more. Yeah. All right. I have to shift gears for a minute. Oh, I also want to say thank you to uh, the BG Gee. Um, who gave us an amazing review, who talked about knowing when I press play, I'm going to hear wisdom, I'm going to hear love, I'm going to hear truth. I hope to start listening to these two amazing women as they take us along this meaningful conversation. I'll be the best. It will be the best part of my day and part of my week. How does it make you feel when someone says you and I having these conversations is the best part of their day and their week? Yes. And you are speechless. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Because I'm this grateful. This is the first. I'm grateful. I mean, I know what it does for you and I individually. I think any time that something that uplifts one person actually touches other people's hearts, there's a little bit of surprise. But the kind of surprise that just comes from delight. Like, I'm so happy you like it. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. I'm glad that, that um it's feeding you that, you, that you feel the value in it. And people have mentioned laughter. I'm glad it makes you laugh. People have said, I've been shocked by the number of people who listen to us, who I interact with daily mm. at the courthouse, had no idea that they knew that part. It almost felt like I had they had peeked into a into our window in our souls. And yeah. I'm like, oh, right. And they're like, I listen to you every day when I'm jogging. And I'm like, yeah, oh, you listen to Tazanim and I? Like, oh, yes. Yeah, you're a little exposed. I do. I'm very exposed. <laughs> yeah, this is an Andrea people don't always get uh, in the daily experience of Andrea Blackman. Do they get this Tazanim in the daily experience? Come on. More than they used to. Ah. Okay. More, more than they used okay. to. Yeah. Well, they don't get it of me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who works for me, with me, for me, yeah. near me. But that's the beauty of it. Yeah. Because it you is. engage different truths about yourself throughout the week. Because there's no one way to there's see no me way. to be. Okay. No I have one. This one comes from one of our favorite people in the whole world. Mm. I think you call her Muna. Ah, <laughs> my mama now. That is not <laughs> One of our, I mean, when I mean cheerleader, yeah, I mean cheerleader. Oh, we're the pom poms at. and swag. Yeah, she will rock her swag what? with some leopard print. And you better leopard print. She designed and cut her own t-shirts. I thought I was the only one that was cutting oh, the V-neck what? and making it. Scissors need to be taken out of both of y'all's hands. Oh uh, no, I, yeah. I don't think so. So Muna and I agree because we are just deals like that. But here's what Muna said about mm. us multiple times. She's always leaving comments, and mm. we thank you so much for the support um, in year two. Muna said, um, hey, Queen Sugar. <laughs> I would love, that was my Muna voice, okay. I would love to see you and Taz in tandem host an audience. What are your thoughts, Taz? Name? You know, like Oprah or Phil Donahue. And Muna is, 
Did you say Phil Donahue? That's what your mom said. Oh, no. <laughs> These, I didn't say it. It makes said sense it. that my mom said it. She okay. said, like, Oprah, okay, hey, Queen Sugar, I would love to see you and Taz in tandem host an audience, like Oprah or Phil Donahue. And here's the topic. So before I give you the topic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you got to tell me if you're ready for a live audience. Okay. And what do you think about the topic? Mona asked, here's the topic, dating in the pandemic. The rules of engagement. Oh, go for it! <laughs> great topic. Okay, I think that's a great topic. Would you be willing to do that with a live audience? Oh wow! <laughs> yes, if it includes dating um, in and out of committed relationships. Ooh. So I think if you're in a committed relationship, you should still be dating your person. And if you're pursuing a committed relationship, of course, you're out there dating new people. Ooh. So yes. So it's so it's not just a singles crowd. Right. I think dating is an experience we're supposed to have throughout time. Oh. In the fullness of time. In the fullness of time. In the time, fullness of time. You you're never supposed to stop dating, right? So in a pandemic that involves a lot of creativity, I think. Terms of engagement. Yeah, I love that. So you you you're okay with the topic. Yeah. But Muna said a live audience, Phil Donahue, Oprah, us. So much of what we have done in the past two years is us being in our sacred space here mm-hmm. with Forrest. Forrest is the only person that gets to see us like in full. He gets to see our expressions, yeah. me covering my head, you almost <laughs> spitting out water. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he probably sees us sweat most yeah, of the uh-huh. time, right? Sweat rings, sweat rings. That's why yes. we wear dark colors, yeah. right? He sees the before, the after. He yes. makes us sound good. So shout out to Thank our... You, Eagle. Did you call him our third best friend? He's our third best friend. He's our third best friend. Forrest <laughs> Eagle, who has been with us from the beginning, who supported this this idea, this vision, mm. and not only has um, supported us, but also helped us feel more confident mm. and gives us productive feedback. That's very true. So Forrest has two weeks to tell us his favorite episode. I'm yes. putting him on blast right, right. now. Right. Forrest Eagle, you hear yeah. that? Two weeks. So what do you think? This is our sacred space. More than Muna has asked this question, why can't you do this in front of a live audience? Why can't you all host some local venue and bring us in? At least seven people have asked us this. I think there's no reason why we can't. Oh, my stars. I think that uh, it would be a new experience, but we talk about doing new things. You want I think that? it might be fun. That would be the pursuit of fun. We I wouldn't think be able be, to like edit. I think it'd be nerve wracking, but I think it it would be fun. You're open to this. <laughs> you all should see the way Andrea's contorting her face. You want us? You want us to be in a live audience? I'm open to seeing what that would be like. Okay, I think it'd be interesting. All right. Okay. Yeah, that You're round right. table with the guys has uh, been. Well, that's where I'm going next because Ooh. I, I got to bring that one up. And I, before we wrap up this episode of yeah. of gratefulness and thankfulness to mm. all of our Truth Be Told family, new friends, old friends and new listeners and yeah. their talk back. Yeah. I, I appreciate every comment, every like, every love, every share. We appreciate it and we thank you. But let us move to that wonderful episode of Where Your Boys At Part 2. Right. Obviously, folks just skipped over part one that we thought we did an amazing job. And like everybody and their mama them, did mm. I say it correctly? Mama them. And their mothers them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Florida. I'm so sorry, Florida. Your daughter's over here acting like she can't say mama them. <laughs> just stop it. Mama them. Everybody <laughs> has asked, when is part three? Yeah. Don't answer that yet. Because okay. here's what our brother Tim H. Okay. And you can figure out who he is because if you've listened to where your boys at uh, part two and you know one of our biggest supporters and great friend of ours. So our brother Timothy H said, hey, sis, 
I am so eager to listen to all the new episodes. But you know, I'm a little biased. I'm a little biased and I love Where the Boys At. I would love to see another episode of Where the Boys At that address some serious and recent issues. Can Where the Boys At Part 3, can we talk about Will Smith, Chris Rock, and the Academy Awards? Can we talk about the slap? Can the boys talk about life? Can we talk about times and unexpected passings of relationships? The relationship guru, Kevin Samuels. Can we talk about that? Tasneem just threw her scarf, Tim H., if you're listening. Tim H. said, can we talk about the implications of the potential overturning of Roe versus Wade Mm. and the role black men play, Mm. should play, can play, in defending the rights of black women? Mm. Yours in solidarity, Mm. Tim H. Mm. Can we're the boys at part three? Can you envision us getting that deep? Because we've moved from the hands in the bucket and the barbecue ribs and the popcorn and the pop in the collar and fixing a brother's shirt. Yeah. Can we do that? You know, if there's ever a gathering that includes Tim H., we going to go deep. We're going to go there? This brother don't even do shallow water. You ever see somebody go in the ocean and wind up in the depths? <laughs> Tim H., that's <laughs> Tim H. Can you Tim wait? H. Tim don't H. wait. Tim dives. And so if we're going to go, he leaps, he leaps, he leaps. He leaps. And he I leaps. love it. I absolutely love him. Love it. Love his energy. Love his questions. He is a philosopher. He is. I think we can. And, you know, part of the reason it appeals to me is that there is an assumption that we don't go deep. There's an assumption that. That brothers don't, that brothers can't or like. Don't, can't, don't want to. And I think. Aren't I, expected to. Aren't expected to. I think that. And I don't know if it's just men. I think that as. Culturally, sometimes we get really addicted to snack food, right? Like we just, we have Cheeto conversations. Ooh. And we want to consider. Like baby sharks. Can we get hummus? Ooh. So I can tell you another one of our um, brothers from that episode, we'll call him Daniel M. Mm. He said, sign me up. Because he's another deep diver. Okay. So we got a lot of school, but Carl Brashear kind of folks. So we're ready. Do you yeah. think our listeners are ready? Yes. To have these conversations mm-hmm, with them. Mm-hmm. You think, I think we're ready? I think, I think um, they are. I think human beings are ready. I think we want more to talk about than just surface things. I think we also want to say what the news tells us we should be thinking about isn't always what we're thinking about. No. And those conversations help to shed light on some real topics okay. that are taking up our time. Okay. All right. So Tim H. and Daniel M., mm-hmm. we thank you both, two, two participants, two of our brothers, who joined us for our uh, Where the Boys At. Let's, let's stay right there. Yeah. Where the Boys At. I've got a request. Several listeners have said, mm-hmm. can you all make Where the Boys At regular regular part of your lineup? Wow. Like quarterly. Mm-hmm. I won't tell you my response because we know if we were going to be uh, characters in a Walter Mosley novel, we truly know that you would be Easy Rollins. And I would be mouse. Easy mouse. hundred <laughs> percent. So I like to be easy. And I like to be mouse. <laughs> if you if you didn't want me to kill him easy, why would you leave him for me? So I'm not gonna tell you my response okay. when these multiple listeners, uh-huh. you know, who who this dream of us creating this podcast mm-hmm. has been a dream of ours for years. Mm-hmm. The pandemic just made it possible. We stepped sure. into an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And knowing what people know about us. And how we try to center voices in our work, in our lives. I can't tell you that the hair on the back of my neck didn't curl when folk, several folk, said, I want to hear the guys. I want to hear the guys. I want to hear the guys. And I said, so let me get this straight. You want me to center 
more male voices? Mm. What's your thoughts, Jasmine? Mm. This is a thought that made your kitchen curl. <laughs> All my edges are going. All oh, my edges. Edge control couldn't help ah! this. Right? Edge control plus that straightening comb Ooh. or that tight scarf. Couldn't None get, of it could help. Oh, my get back there. But again, I am mouse. Yeah. So easy. How would you respond? Easy. Let's take it easy. I, I do think, um, you know, there's a part of me that blinks real fast when I think about it in terms of of maintaining spaces that center our voices, not the voices of Tassim and Andrea, but the voices of women, right? right. And um, Particularly black women. Particularly black women. But I do believe this also, that there's enough room and there are enough airwaves and enough um, studio space and time and energy to allow for both. I don't think we have to choose one. I mean, we're truth be told. We don't believe in just one way of seeing something. There's no one truth. There's no one oh. truth. And so the truth is, I think people are asking you, can we somehow um, regulate the voices of men and truth be told because they're hungry for it? Uh, they are hungry. I think they're also hungry for voices that are beyond what we're regularly fed. And so beyond these typical topics, what else are men talking about? Turns out, according to Where the Boys at Part 2, lots of things are. are on the minds of men. And it's not just I thought that this episode would get us yield us like more men, male listeners. Mm. We're black men, Spartans. We, I mean, we, you and I kind of laughed. Um, I think it was last year when we found out, like, this white guy from the Midwest was like, hi. All uh, in. All he's in. all in, right? All and in. he's telling us about, like, I was on Cadero. Eh, mm-mm. Sir, you don't, you don't get to do that, nor do you know me. He's like, I know these people. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. So people want to hear? Give the people what they want. Okay. You know, in some ways, I think we can think about it. I think that's even a topic to discuss in the roundtable. You know, I think that. Are men being asked to talk about more than just the surface topics that they're often asked to talk about? And I have to I have to pull us to our black men asked to do that. There we go. Right. I mean, I, th- I think, you know, there might be a whole bunch of answers to that. Are I, men of color? There might be a lot of answers to that. Okay. You know. Straight, heterosexual, cis, identifying. That was a whole other topic. Here's some comments about um, where are your boys at? Um, this one comes from Jackie G. Mm. <laughs> A.K.A. Mona. Uh, she said, this was such an intriguing and courageous conversation. These brothers were awesome. Good to hear their perspective. Let's keep this dialogue going, truth be told. Amazing job. This is from another one of our fave, mm-hmm. Cassandra D.F. How about, can we call her that? Cassandra. Hey, Cassandra. Thank you. Because she shared. She's like, make it shareable. She was yes. the one who wanted to share. Yes. And she even sent out a call and a cry and a decree on her own page to the men that she knew to respond and listen in. So, Cassandra, thank you so much. Did she pronounce it Cassandra or Cassandra? Cassandra. Cassandra D.F. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you, my dear. She said, I couldn't stop talking about and sharing this episode. Love you, ladies, to the heavens. Yes, more lives. Yes. Mm. Then Cheryl, Cheryl M. commented on this episode as well. She said, yes, please let us know when (laughs) you will have us with a live audience episode. I am so there. I am a super fan, and I want to see the guys live (laughs) with this show. All right. And then one of our, um, one of the guys who participated, Daniel M. said, it was my pleasure participating in this. Mm. Thank you so much. Truth be told, y'all sign me up for the next iteration and installation of that, please. Okay. So we this episode generated the most conversation, wow. still generates the most conversation. Another one of our listeners, Eric B., we'll call mm-hmm. him Eric B., mm-hmm. Eric B. reached out to me. We were texting about something else, and he's like, I'm, I'm at a wedding, and uh, I just saw the groom fix 
the, the, the uh, lapel. The, the lapel. And he's like, maybe we are evolving. <laughs> we can touch each other. He was at a wedding next over up, again and he texts him about, wait a minute. I love it. He's ne- loving it. Next so, up, they're going to be sharing popcorn. Ooh. We know they're sharing ribs. The, the, yes. <laughs> they're definitely right. clacking knuckles over so, the ribs. So here we go. So this episode generated more conversation than any episode. I mean, this episode. You said we must give the people what they want. Some of the topics that people were continuing to ask us um, in comments, and I get them. I mean, people were texting me or calling me or stopping me. Mm-hmm. You know, black at the National Black Market. Literally, somebody it. stopped me. It was I like, so it. let me ask you this about the episode. Wow. <laughs> I'm just wow. trying to buy shea butter. And then the question was, um, it, the questions keep coming up about men, black men, our responses, this idea of identity and the part. And I, this is my question for you, sort of a stem mm-hmm. in these topics that we're continuing to hear in our talkbacks. This idea of women and their role with these men and these black men. Mm. And you and I have talked about what is a good woman, what's a good girl. I'm going to go there with you, Taz. Um, We can talk about, you and I briefly talked about that whole Cam Newton comment. Mm. And we can talk about where women fit. And and, and so my, my, my struggle with struggling, I mean, my struggle with centering voices but excluding ours. Thank you for helping me realize, like, we can do both. We can, we have, can, do, we, both. We can do both of these mm-hmm. things. There's no one way We can both be at the table, really. We can. That conversation. We can. Yeah. we can be both at the table at the same time. We can give, what would it look like to give them space? And someone even suggested, why don't you just turn over your show one day to the men and let them talk? They're hungry. So, you hear it? Oh, oh my gosh. Look what you said. They're hungry. They're do you hear hungry. it? You want to know what Mouse said? What Mouse let them get their own show. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's and I'll be totally you're honest. Not wrong. I'm not. I think you're not wrong. I, I, think, I called our marketing and let's give our marketing expert in Noni Marshall a shout out to you, Noni, as well. Hey, Noni. I literally called her and was like, I'm not centering these men voices. She's like, they got enough platforms. She's and, she, and her advice was as long as you two are being true to who you are. That's yeah. what people love about you. Be I, I true agree. to who you are. I agree. So we can be true to who we are and invite them to the table. We can. Can we turn over our mics to them? I'm a, I'm I'm gonna stutter on that one. Why will we do that? That that and get your own show, get your own forest, your own third best friend. This is ours. So let's talk about this 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 extension of the where your boys at part three, part two. Brother Tim gave us some excellent topics, but I want to just pause for just a minute to ask you about a conversation that you've had with one of your friends who is also a listener of the show, and he talked about this. He's sick and tired of hearing how men are intimidated by women and all that. And one of our other listeners, Harold um, L., and I talked about that as well. Yeah. Let's hear it. People oh. want to know what we think about that because we've said it. Like, we said it in Playing Small that they – we play small because they can't handle it. They – we play small because they – we have to spoon feed them. It makes them feel good. And then your friend said, you know, but I'm so sick and tired of hearing women say that – you know, men are intimidated by an educated woman, particularly a black woman. Yeah. Let me hear your thoughts. Yeah. Talk Ooh, back family. Here we go. Back this is family. this is about as spontaneous as it gets. This for is us. super spontaneous. You know, I, and I think about the things that I've learned and the way I see things differently. I think before I used to talk about this idea of intimidation um, as a reaction to what felt like rejection. So, you know, we're not interested in these kinds of women um, because they are, well, because they want us to think. They want to have conversations. They want to, you know, they want to run things, you know, that that kind of thing. But I think that I heard someone say this morning to me, like, she's just too, too empowered. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Can you be too empowered? That's what I said. I said, explain What's to me. How that do you mean? Help me out. Goodness gracious. Well, those are some early thoughts in my 20s. Now, you know, at this age, having four daughters, you know, four daughters is a special assignment. I think that I hope for them that they can make the distinction between who they're right for and the people who they just don't gel with and not personalize it so that his rejection means there's something wrong with me. No, boo, it just means he's not right for you. That's it. And so maybe not getting into even diagnosing it, just saying, I'm not for everybody. Yes. And that's all right. That's okay. And there, there's someone out there, um, chiefly myself, right? Mm-hmm. First, get full of yourself. Yes. And then there's there's other people out there who are going to delight in the very thing that somebody else said might have been a turnoff. Somebody mm-hmm. else is going to, I love your questions. Every time I talk to you, we have a deep conversation. There's going to be someone who says that. And then they will they will experience a different kind of validation and not have to invest in the rejection aspect. I don't necessarily think this is interpretive. Andrea, have you, I've actually heard out of the mouths of men. You're intimidating. We've I've heard, heard it. it. It's not, it's not that we're I'm, not making that. Up, no, right? I'm, not, I'm not like saying, here's my assessment of why he didn't want it. No, no, no. And, and, an and I'm not making a blanket judgment. Like no. I've heard it in the boardroom. I've heard it on the, mm-hmm. on the, it's the, she's, she too much. Can I say I heard it on the basketball court too much for you? Oh, wow. Wow. What? <laughs> right. You heard it in the newsroom? Heard it. She's too much. She's too loud. Heard it in the classroom? She's too much. It's, and so... She's intimidating. And so can we She's define intimidating? Much. What's intimidating mean? She's a wordsmith. Oosh. <laughs> if something intimidates me, it makes me feel as though I'm inadequate. I can't somehow measure up to what it uh, what the demands or requirements of that thing are. A, a job can... Inti- I'm intimidated by my lawn. I'm like, I don't even know all that's out there. For real. It's true. It's a lot. I need a professional to come in and help. I'm like, I don't even want to engage with it. <laughs> you know, so um, it doesn't stop me from engaging with it, though. Now, there's something. Ooh. So can you be intimidated and still engage? Yes. Because admitting that, well, you're a little beyond me doesn't mean you need to stop. It right. means you need to grow. Come on, somebody. Get you some learning. Come on, somebody. Grow with that. So for the men who are saying that I'm sick and tired of you all saying you're intimidated. That you're intimidating us. Uh, I think that man doesn't know men who admit it. <laughs> so it's like, uh, it's like, well, what kind of jokers would say that? Oh, plenty. Oh, that dude needs some and, help. And so the ones who do say it, mm-hmm. in your opinion, in my opinion, and this is us being totally true and honest, mm-hmm. what do we think about the level of strength in that? The level of transparency, the attractiveness in a man saying, girl, I don't know. You know more about this than me. Does that make him weak in your eyes? No, it doesn't make him weak. Does it make him lesser? You're going to be less of a friend to me. Ooh. Why? You put your pen down. I put my, because I am just like, I want to hear more. Because I get a choice. So I get to choose the people in my circle. I personally would prefer to have someone around who celebrates all that I am, the complications, the confusing bits, the, the parts that are exciting, the parts that aren't, than someone who's going to be challenging me on being too loud and wanting me to be quiet. I just would rather not do that. And so it, I get to choose. Yes. So I don't have to choose someone who's, who puts me in battle with myself. And sometimes the things that they're intimidated by are the things I like about me. Most of the time. 
I like most these things. of the time. So I'm not gonna. You're gonna be less of a friend. Yes. I thank you for your honesty. It just means that you're the wrong person for me. What happens? And if, it's not just really romantic relationships. Yeah. What these happens are, if these are all a kinds of like, relationships? Like, what if it's like? I mean, not your your biological brother, but let's mm-hmm. just pretend some fake person. What if that's someone like a brother, a father, a parent, a teacher, someone that like you can't just like get rid of and mm-hmm. dismiss? What do you do? What if it's your child? You know, what if it's, I, I don't I know. I think we can still we modify do? the connection. Yeah. I don't know that there's any experience. You modify the relationship too? Sure, why yeah. not? You know, you know, I have this philosophy about the fence, right? So we build yes. a fence around ourselves and sometimes we have to move some of those, the pickets in the fence. We just move them down. like, mm, And it could be for a season. Like That's right true. now, I need, a, I need a, some people who are in celebration mode and not correction mode. I don't need you sitting next to me telling me everything I'm doing wrong. I need you to uplift me. So I'm going to move you a few pickets down. I'm not going to kick you out. I'm not canceling you no. necessarily, but I am moving you. I'm just modifying it. We get to choose. And so if we're any of the ships, right, you talk, you mentioned family. That's kinship. That's kinship. But yeah. we can talk about sistership, sister friends of ours who may not be able to celebrate your wins. And they may say, you know what? You too much. You are, Every time I turn around, you're doing a panel. Andrea, well, <laughs> Andrea's doing another panel. Oh. Who's she talking to now? <laughs> or they say it like, oh, you're doing your little panel thing? Oh, you're little. You're your little panel little. thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. So which author are you going to talk to this week? Uh, I don't read that genre. Uh, like, <laughs> so, right? Yeah, so where yeah. we put, where's that person yeah. in your fence? May not cancel them. May not banish them necessarily. But you might move them. You might move them down a row. And in their place, put somebody who's saying, who are you speaking with next? Man, I love that last interview you did. How do you prepare for those interviews? Doesn't that feel different? It does. And don't we want to feel better? <laughs> why would we? Why Go would we? To the feelings and the feels. Yes. The feels. Why would I choose to feel bad about myself and invite somebody to help me do it? I don't ever need help feeling bad about myself. No. Ever. That's a solo job. I don't need anybody else to help me with that. No. I don't. No, I don't. I'm changing that self-talk myself anyway. <laughs> so I need someone in my ear saying, hey, don't listen to that. Uh-uh, uh-uh, you could. So I would thank you for the transparency and the honesty. Tasneem, being around you makes me feel bad about myself. Ooh. Well, let's get you from around me then. <laughs> I'll see you later. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you. Find somebody who, who you isn't making you think. Invest in that. You you invest in that. That's fine. That's, 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 that's your choice. Yeah, and this is mine. It. Okay. So, again, part two, where your boy's at. Right. I have to. And the, and the reason I keep going there because... Something you just said triggered another um, comment that one of our listeners said. She's like, this episode right here, <laughs> all I can say is when part three comes out, who? Oh, when is it coming out? From the late night Waffle House conversation to the comparison of the bucket of the ribs versus the bucket of the popcorns. If you don't know what I'm referring to, how about you go listen to it right now? The <laughs> men came to give their truth. They did. They were insightful. They were refreshing. It was refreshing to hear these men actually talk. Yeah. So when is part three coming out? So and what they does didn't that agree. Say? They no. did. oh, I gosh, love it no. that it wasn't a panel of all one voice. So what does that say then? So are we hungry not just for the centering of male voices, but are we hungry hungry for these men, black men in our lives, black and brown, who, the men in your life to be truthful? Is that the hunger? Is it more about them standing in their truth? Was it more about us just wanting to hear their voices? Like every channel I turn on, it's a voice. It is a voice. Maybe it's both. Is it? Oh, I think it's topic driven too. Okay. I have to say, Andrea, the topics are pretty good. Okay, yeah. Give it up. Yes, we do. We do. Really good. I mean, this idea. <laughs> you know, we think they're good. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the guys Obviously, were like, Whoa. The, listen, the guys were shocked. Kind of like, I don't know. And, and I, 
you know, it allowed for levity. It allowed for deep, deeper thinking. I mean, the conversation got to include even sexual assault. Like it yes. went in ways we didn't even expect it to go. It went to gender conformity. It went to um, just topics. It went to relationships with parents and their best friends and who do All they rely on. And I remember one of the comments. And, oh, and I should also say, Kenny Smooth. Uh, can he, mm. I, I said his whole thing. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Everybody saw I was giving initials. Yeah. He even commented and was like, ooh, did I say something <laughs> smart right there in that deep. part? Did I, I say something deep? deep? So I think yeah. even the men mm-hmm. were shocked. Yeah. Right. Delighted. I think, it, and I love the word refreshing. It's refreshing yeah. to be there and listen to people. These men happen to be men, but human beings grapple with answers to certain questions. Like, hmm, do I want non-sexual intimacy? And they all looked at you. I still have that. I mean, we were there. We all, it's the beauty of it, you know, thanks to, you know, and the idea to do it live was from one of the participants, Daniel M., who said, just get on camera. Yeah. Pull, bring us together. Mm-hmm. When the men looked at you, when you asked that first question, they all tilted their heads like, what? I knew that. Like, what's it was that? Be something different. But, but we got some answers that we didn't expect. We did not. And I, I don't know about you. I think in my interactions with men, especially having brothers and a dad and grandfathers and uncles and things, I think I may have thought I knew the answers to some of the of questions. Of course. And then I was like, "Woo!" I mean, think about. I, I even bragged. I think in the beginning we were talking about. Uh, you know, I got a lot of guy friends, and you said, "Andrea, you got this thing." We talked about these platonic relationships. Another episode. We, we're coming back to that one in another episode. But we talked about that, and I was shocked. I was shocked when the guy said, oh, we have people that we rely on. We just yes. don't tell you about we it. And they That's all agreed. Said. We And I was we like, oh, y'all got your little secret yeah. circle? Yeah. yeah. And we don't want you to know because there's ways about us that you aren't going to respect. Yes. You don't want to, you don't want to know that we're crying on the phone at 3 in the morning. No, because you were going to see me as weak. Because what the big fella say? You, you want that thug. So you don't want me to be vulnerable. And then I think one of the things that the guy said was, we, we, we come into these these conversations, y'all, the relationships of men in your lives. And we've heard this, you know, men are just liars. They're just dogs. Mm-hmm. Have we ever said those words? That all men are liars? No. No, we haven't. Mm-hmm. We've never said those words that all men are liars. Mm-hmm. But that is a thing. Mm-hmm. And folks say it. Mm-hmm. And what our listeners have said is these men were standing in truth. Yes, they were. Thank you for telling us that and showing and proving to us refreshing to say that men are all men aren't liars all men aren't all men oh there's the truth in that like geez yeah there's there's whole kind of varieties yeah this is a big world y'all talking to five black men in a session is not all four Four. black men in a session is not all the men in the world no no it's just four four perspectives that's it that's it just like us just you know, to, we're talking about the truths we know and the truths we don't. Right. Because we don't resonate. Our lives don't resonate. And our lives and, and our stories that we tell here on Truth Be Told, it doesn't resonate, no. even with some folks who are close to us in our circles, because it's our lives and it's our connection. It's not for everybody. I love, ooh, it's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. So are we going to do a part three? I kind of already told half of them yes. I say yes. Okay, all right. I told them yes. <laughs> we're going to bring back the same guys. Ooh, this is live. I would love to have the same guys Did i think hesitate? well because i think they're i mean i think if every guy brought a friend i don't know i just i think you know so you want us to sit in a space with eight guys now that's kind of exciting to think about we'll be surrounded by male voices it'll be an education for all of us <laughs> or the norm <laughs> how about that wow but what if we so eight black men eight black voices or could black be. and brown could we could do be. that could be we could do whatever we want like i mean i'm just gonna put it out there like what would pratik bring to that conversation or carlos hello what would they bring hello i hope they listen yeah what how about they, a trans brother what would they bring to yes. the conversation? yes 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 and would our four 
our four part two guys, how would they interact with that? I don't know. It's something for us to think about. Mm -hmm. But I do say thank you. I want to publicly say Mm -hmm. thank you to those four men. We've said thank you before um, Mm -hmm. as well. And we are shocked. I I remain shocked of how many people are still talking about that episode. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I reference it myself. Do you really? Oh, wow. When Daniel M. talked about wanting to open up to his mom and the pressures we have of allowing or disallowing I was going to say fragility in men, but I, I I don't think it was fragility. I think it was humanity. Humanity. Like, yeah. I'm not having a good day. Do I get to not have a good day? I just want to lay my head down. On Can shoulder. I lay my head on your shoulder? Yeah. And these memories are 20, 30 years old. We're still carrying them. So, yes, the impact is strong. I think to myself, what space am I providing for the men I love to be full humans? Maybe that's the question. Maybe we'll do something different with uh, part three. So we all agreed. So truth be told, family, you have asked and we have answered. Mm. You have talked to us. This is our talk back episode. You've talked to us. You've talked with us. And um, we've talked at each other. So, yes, you have your answers. I hope that you have um, you feel loved because we do love each of our listeners. And I guess there'll be a part three. There's going to be a part three. We're going to do it. It's a pleasure. We're going to do the Phil Donahue with you. Donahue. I'm going to say um, we have a few other names that we can use as models. Besides Phil Donahue. Yeah. Oprah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's what she gave us as our example. I appreciate that, Mona. I appreciate that. We're going to keep Oprah. We're going to sit Phil down. Okay. Bye-bye, Phil. Are we going to talk about relationships? Also, I should mm-hmm. say, um, another one of our listeners and supporters and one of our photographers, uh, Don DeLay, mm-hmm. she said, so when are you going to have a conversation in a panel with just women? Love it. When are you going to have just women and us talk about relationships? Yeah. Yeah. I think we are can we do that, that. And then we can do one where the men and the women are together. Ooh. Ooh. Live? Why not? Why not? We can do whatever we like. Huh. Okay. I see you singing a lot. Oh, family. Truth be told, family, this is two years into this podcast. We thank you so much. We do. Every comment and like and, and, and text message. We love each and every one of you. Please keep talking to us, with us, mm-hmm. at us. Yes. And telling and sharing your truths and letting your voices be heard. Mm. And until next time, this is Truth Be Told. All right, we are almost out. But we are certainly truth be told. And we want you to remember who we are and tell other people. We'd like you to like, share, follow, and subscribe. Truth be told. And that's going to be at truth be told pod. P-O-D at the back. At truth be told pod. Let people know what you're listening to. Let us know what you like that you're listening to. Let us know what you don't like. And then we'll see you next time. And remember, this is truth be told. Oh,